help me welcome tonight's speaker, Hannah. Hi, as you heard, I'm Hannah. I'm a heroin addict. Yeah. Hello. Um, I am from Oceanside, so thank you for asking me to be here. Um, so uh, to start, my sobriety date is uh, July 21st of 2018. <laughs> my, uh, my birthday is July 20th, so that puts it into perspective for anybody. Anyways, um, so it's what it was like, how I got here now. Um, I, I do like to, oh, I should probably tell you guys. I have a four-month-old baby and um, severe social anxiety. So if I get awkward, forgive me, I will recover eventually. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I, I do like to start off and tell everybody that like my parents raised me right. I had everything that I needed as a child. Love beyond belief. I fucked, wait, am I allowed to swear? Am I allowed yeah, to swear? Cool. I, I fucked up all on my own. Um, so the first time I um, tried opiates, I was 13. A girlfriend of mine had a shoulder surgery and she was like, hey, do you want these Percocets? And like normal 13 year olds are like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want that. <laughs> And so um, I took that Percocet and I was like, wow, I get it now. Like, this is how everyone lives. I really, truly, for a period of time, believed that, like, everyone had a stash of opiates that I didn't know about. <laughs> and that's how people got through life. Um, it's not. Um, I know. <laughs> surprise. So, um, so I'm, like, 13 years old, go through this. Percocet, and I'm like, I would really like some more, please. Um, so I, you know, start doing opiates fairly regularly. I'm like in high school, and uh, one of my best friend's older brothers was like, oh yeah, I'm going to steal this prescription pad. And I was like, sweet, you go get the pills. I'll sell them to my friends. I'm like 15 years old, like selling drugs at my high school just to get fucked up on opiates. Um, I shot up heroin for the first time when I was 16, and um, and that was it. Like I was like, this is like heaven. This is how I can live my life. This is how I can feel normal. Um, and then I started to like kind of sober up a little bit, and I saw who I was doing it with, and I was like, wow. Like I don't want to be like any of you fuck ups. <laughs> so uh, so I'm never gonna do this again, right? And um, I'm like I'm an addict of all shapes and sizes. Like. I do everything way too much. You know, I um I liked to have a lot of sex. I like to do I like to, you know, do anything. Like people would hand me a pill and I would be like, "Oh, thanks. Wait, what was that?" And um so I graduated high school and I like did well. I was like active in sports and shit. Um, I don't know if you guys know what Dramamine is, but I used to take like 25 Dramamine and go to cheerleading practice. <sighs> don't recommend. Um, so, so I managed to graduate high school and I go to college and um, I go like just with absolutely no vision of the future. And so I'm like, I'm gonna sell drugs because that's what I know how to do. So I'm like selling drugs in college like I did in high school. And um, 
and I didn't do so well in college. I actually got a 0.0, .0 one semester, and my, my teacher was like, you know you have to like try to do that, right? And I was like, motherfucker, I did, okay? I did. So, um, I, so I drop out of college because that's not like financially feasible for me. And like, I'm thinking like, oh, I'll make way more money as a drug dealer than I would a social worker. Um, so I kind of like continue down this path of like, you know, like menial jobs and like selling drugs. Um, but I wasn't doing heroin. I was doing everything under the sun. I had like, you know, I'd do like Coke every now and then. And I would, you know, I learned how to make DMT and like, I was doing all this really amazing shit, right? Um, and, uh, and I'm 19 years old and I found myself pregnant, which, um, like, just wasn't a good idea. Like, I, either way. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking have this baby. And about, f like, four and a half months in, I lost it. And, um, and I was, like, just set with this, like, epic sadness. Like, my doctor was like, oh, you're never gonna have kids. And I was like, well, thanks, bitch. And, um, so I, like, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, I, I'm like, I'm so empty, I'm so sad, I'm like heartbroken. So I'm like, fuck, like what makes me feel better? Heroin. Um, so I hit up all my handy dandy friends from high school and I'm like, hey, like, who's got that shit? And like five hands go up and I'm like, sweet. So I am like off to the fucking races, back into heroin, I'm 19 years old. And it's like, I had a house, I had a couple of jobs, I had a car had a boyfriend and then I fucking didn't, right? Like super fast because I was like just gone. Um, so like really quickly, I go through this like cycle of like, you know, oh, I'm gonna go into treatment. And then I'm like, well, fuck treatment because I'd really rather be high. And my parents were like trying really hard to help me out. And I was like, fuck you guys. And so they were like, okay, fine, do what you want. And I was like, I wanna be a homeless drug addict. And that's what I want in this life. Um, so I did. And um, my like brand of homelessness, I never really went through that whole like, I would never, I was just like, I will do whatever the fuck it takes to get my shit. Um, so I like, I sold drugs, I prostituted myself. I, you know, I mean, it was like, I did anything. And when I like went from sleeping on a park bench to a tent, like a one man tent, I was like, fuck yeah. And then I got a bigger tent and I was like, fuck you motherfuckers. Like come over to my fucking tent. Um, and then I got a hotel room and y'all could not fucking touch me. I was like fucking living life. It was like, yes. I have made it. Um, and I, uh, I started hanging out with a guy, I know. And, um, and we sold drugs together. And uh, he was a crackhead, which I was too. I love crack too. I love crack. Um, so yeah, he was a crackhead. And uh, one night thought I was fucking with him and broke my jaw, knocked out a bunch of my teeth. And that was not my bottom. Yeah. I know. I woke up and I was like, oh my god, there's crack rocks on the floor. It's like, nope, those are your teeth. So, I know. <laughs> Super exciting. So, but that wasn't my bottom. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll like, you know, tough this one out. Um, so I continue onward. 
and uh, start dating another guy who uh, I ended up saying, like I was engaged to marry this guy because he needed a green card and yeah, that was our love story. So, um, so I'm uh, like engaged to this guy, we're selling drugs together, he's a normie, does not do any drugs and I'm me. Um, so it was a shit show. And um, we're living in this trap house and um, one night we're like, we'd sent all our people out to go do their thing. And it's me, him, the dog, and our two friends that were going through withdrawals in the other room. And someone, like three guys kicked down our door, put guns in our faces, and we're like, hey, like give us your money and your drugs. And unfortunately, my man was not the guy that would do that, so they shot him. Um, he's alive, he's fine, I think. I mean, the last time I heard from him, he was fine. So, um, the kind of like the ultimate low in my using was driving this man that I was like engaged to, to the hospital, um, like rolling him out the car door and like honking the horn three times and driving the fuck away because we all had warrants. And I felt like, I'm like, maybe I don't really like who I am anymore. Um, but I like kept going because I was like, I'm not a quitter. I'm going to be a junkie till I die, right? So, um, so my, my, the end of my run was not like I wasn't uncomfortable. I was like living in a nice place with a kind of normie. And, uh, he was like basically like supplying me with money for drugs for like absolutely nothing. Like I cleaned his house and that was it. And it was like dope. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to California. I'm going to go to treatment. <laughs> and, uh, and I did. And I, I move out here with this whole like plan in mind that I'm gonna like get sober and then like go back basically, which made no sense. But I was like, I'm gonna do this. So I go, I moved to California, I go into detox. I'm like 74 pounds um, and I looked like, yeah, I looked like a 14 year old boy. I was like fucking dying. Um, and so I go into detox and they're like, wow, you are sick. And I'm like, motherfucker, I know, right? <laughs> um, and so it takes me like just, they like, they brought meetings into the detox. And I was like, that's really nice for you guys. But like, I've seen some shit, right? So for all of you that haven't been there, <laughs> you know, like, it's not for me. AA is not for me. Whatever. And mind you, HA from like where I'm from was like where you went to find your next using buddy. So we did not have like a solid HA scene. <laughs> um, so I'm in detox and uh, basically like every treatment center that I was trying to get into was like, wow, like fuck this bitch because I was crazy. Like I was like full blown, like manic, psychotic, I'm gonna punch you in the face kind of crazy. And um, I finally like get into this rehab that was like super nice in Long Beach and I stayed there for 24 hours because they said the serenity prayer one too many times for me and left. And um, I end up in this like psych ward rehab where I'm just like, these are my people. Like, yes, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Um, but it worked for me, it worked for the time being. So I'm living in LA and I'm like, you know, Going through the motions, I went into a sober living, which I highly recommend. 
Um, but they were like, okay, so you have to go to seven meetings a week. And I was like, oh, seven? Like, that's a lot, <laughs> you know? And they're like, well, aren't you going to do 90 and 90? And I'm like, you guys, you don't understand. Like, AA doesn't work for me, you know? Just doesn't work. Might work for you. Good for you. Doesn't work for me. So um, I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. And uh, I got fucked up. Uh, 90 days, I was like, I deserve a treat. So I shot up heroin, and I got caught that night in my sober living with my top off, just like nodded out, like sitting in crisscross applesauce in my room. Anyways, so they were like, okay, so go sober up, come back five days later, and uh, did it all the fuck again, because I just, like, I had nothing. I was, like, basically, like, hanging on by the skin of my teeth. And uh, so the last time that I relapsed, I swung on my sober living manager, which looked probably a little bit like that. So this woman like dodged it and was like, please get the fuck out of my house. And I was <laughs> and I said reasonable and moved to San Diego because I was like, fuck it, it's this place. You know, I still took my ass to San Diego with me, um, but I thought like the problem was LA. I'm like, ah, oh, it's like too much like home. Like I'm just doing the same shit. So I moved to San Diego and decide that I'm going to work solely on my mental health because I've been sober for Oh, and I overdosed on my 27th birthday. That was like the big thing. I was like, wow, like I'm gonna go do like drugs on my, you know, my 27th birthday. And my boyfriend at the time was like, don't die. And I was like, sweet, I've never accidentally overdosed. There's always a first time for everything. So, um, so I'm, I'm in San Diego. I'm working solely on my mental health, which was actually incredibly beneficial for me. I did a lot of trauma treatment. I did a lot of work on my mental health. Uh, but I still was really not into what you guys were selling. Like, I just was like, no, like, this isn't what works for me. Um, and truly, like, legitimately, by the grace of God, I got, like, six months sober. I was doing no work. And I, I like, I mean, I was receiving all of these, like, promises. And, like, really, I think that God saw fit to, like, just kind of you know, do me a little solid in the beginning because he knew that I was like, I was like, listen, bro, I'm not going to do this unless you do it for me. Um, and so like, I mean, I, you know, I'm like six months sober. I'm in a nice sober living that doesn't require meetings, but I could go just to like meet boys and stuff. Um, also don't recommend I do as I say, not as I do, because I'm engaged to the guy that I started dating at three months over. Anyways, um, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing that we're still here today. So, um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm living in this nice sober living. I have a really great job in the mental health treatment center that like my old therapist started. And, and I'm like, I'm good, you know, everything's good. And then I'm like, wow, I'm like really fucking suicidal. You know, what the fuck do I need to do? And, um, and I kind of just like, I figured, you know what? Like, fuck it. There's really nothing else to do. I'm going to do my steps, right? So I get a sponsor and she was like, wow, like, how are you still sober? And I'm like, I don't know. And, uh, she did step one with me and fired me because it took me like 12 years to like get through the first part of the reading. And I was like, I was still like not desperate enough. 
Um, so it is my birthday, my 28th birthday, the night before my year sober, and I got arrested for a violent crime, nothing drug-related, but I went to fucking jail sober. Now, I've been to jail many a times, never sober. And so I'm sitting in this fucking jail cell, and they're like fingerprinting me, and they're like, when's your birthday? And I'm like, today. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, if you want to hear something else funny, I'll have a year sober tomorrow. And so at midnight, this lady like knocks on the fucking holding cell door and she's like, hey, congratulations on a year sober. And I still don't know whether she was mocking me or not, but I was like, thank you. Has anybody called for me yet? Um, so yeah, so that was me. And um, so I got, <laughs> I got out of jail. And, um, and I was like, I gotta fucking change some shit. Like I'm, whatever I'm doing is not working. Um, and so like, I dove so deep into this program. I was like, I'm fucking desperate. I'm like, I'm suicidal. I'm hauling off hitting bitches in the middle of a fucking Einstein's parking lot. <laughs> like, you know, and, and really again, by the grace of God, um, the, the charges did not like stand up and they like released me like without any shit um so <laughs> I, um so i dove into this shit um and i got a sponsor that had the shit that like i mean like i saw her i heard her say the things that like to me were just like like i want i want to believe that i want to i want to know these things i want to know these things like you know these things you know um, and so I like, I dove in and it's like, step one admitted we were, you know, powerless. I'm like, dude, if you were ever hanging off of your bed with like a syringe in one hand and a mirror in one hand, trying to like shoot up in like the last vein in your neck, you're fucking powerless. <laughs> like there was no question. I had a problem. I had no problem admitting that. I had a serious issue with God. I, I grew up very religious. God was like, did not like me. I didn't like God. We had this like major beef. Um, so he was like number one on my fucking four step. Um, but so I'm going through and I'm like, okay, turn over my life and my will to the care of God. Like, okay. So I like did that. Um, and I got to my, <laughs> I got to my four step and I'm going, you know, here's my beef with God, you know, like, if you even knew how many times my like tiny blonde haired blue-eyed white ass got my ass kicked like fucking on the daily um, And I'm like and where was God then and she was like saving your motherfucking life Because someone could have killed you and I was like uh, And like I still like I get goosies every time I talk about it because like really in all honesty like I'm alive today by the grace of God I know that we like use that kind of willy-nilly, but like truly, like by the grace of God, I have a life today. Um, I, you know, I got through my four step and it really wasn't that hard. It was just like doing it. Um, what's really hard is when you go into your character defects and you're like, wow, like I belong in the seventh circle of fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, Pride, ego, pride, ego. And I'm like, oh, like I really didn't think I had that big of a problem. But like, 
here I am like writing all this shit down. I'm like, man, I am like just a massive fuck up. Like, how do I even change this? And really like just becoming aware of like these things that like, you know, were problematic for me. It was like I had a, a much easier time kind of like moving through them and seeing them in my life when like these things started to crop up, you know? And I like stopped hitting people and things, like inanimate objects. I stopped hitting inanimate objects, like whoo. Um, I know. Um, and so I, you know, get through four, five, six, and I'm trying to think now. Um, yeah, seven. I had to very humbly ask God to remove my shortcomings because whoo. Like, he'd done a lot for me already. So, um, so recently, and I, like, I, you know, I kind of skipped over a couple things, but I will get back to it. Um, I had, I, so I got pregnant at the beginning of 2021, um, and I'm terrified because I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm going to lose this baby, you know, and like, I'm going back to this, like, you know, you're going to fucking lose this baby and go down that fucking dark rabbit hole all over again. And, um, and I was like, I'm talking to my sponsor, like every fucking day. I'm like, listen, like, I, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I'm fucking terrified right now. And she just kept telling me, she's like, God, it's God's will. You know, whatever happens is God's will. And we'll fit like, you know, we will take it as it comes. Like, there's no reason for you to sit and like, stressed about this 10 miles out. Um, I gave birth to a healthy baby girl. I did not do any drugs while I was pregnant. I quit smoking when I was pregnant. I still vape a little bit, but we're getting there. Um, and, but I got an epidural. And I tell this because I was like, I'm telling my sponsor, I'm like, listen, I know what's in that epidural and that's my best friend. So they give me this epidural in the hospital and I'm like, I'm home, you know, like just so stoked. I'm like, God, how long can I feasibly have this child in me while I'm in labor without her harming her? And it's like, these things are like running through my brain at three years and change sober, you know? And it was like, like I called my sponsor, like high on fentanyl that they'd given me in the hospital. And I'm like, listen, like, I really need you to come over. Like, as soon as this baby's out of me, can you please come here? And she's like, yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know, call me when you're in recovery. And my sponsor came to the fucking hospital. And she was like, you know, she's like, listen, like, we're going to make it through this. I had women that brought meetings to me. I, you know, it was like I had gained this, you know, this, this, these people that like really genuinely cared about me making it through, you know, this like huge, huge, huge temptation. Um, and, and, you know, like my family, like actually fucking wants to like, you know, interact with me and they were there for me. My mom was like in the delivery room with me and I've said some fucked up shit to my mom, <laughs> but I got to make amends to her. And that was huge. Like I got to make amends to my grandmother who died two weeks ago, long before she died. I got to rebuild a relationship with her long before she died. She got to see me fat and sober. Like it was, it's really an amazing thing.
I, I prayed every single day that I would like just make it through, you know, like day by day. I mean, having a fucking baby, man, like, fuck, like I'd get so over 10,000 times over. Like, this is really hard. Um, but it's beautiful and it's amazing. And like, I, like, I get to like live this life today that truly is beyond my wildest dreams because my wildest dreams when I was using was like that I would like a, you know, like a, a ball of fucking crack would fall out of the sky. And like, that was like my wildest dreams, you know? And, um, and so like, I, I, I live this life today where it's like, I, you know, I work in, in, you know, in a field where I get to help people every day. I have a partner that like, <laughs> likes me <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and, um, my parents like genuinely want to be around me. I, you know, I, I got like asked never to return to New York by my family back East. And I'm going to be there this June for my grandmother's memorial. And it's like having these things, you know, I mean, it's the material things are wonderful. It's really nice. It makes things comfortable. But like having a connection with my higher power where I can say like, listen, you know, there is no one answering the phone. I'm struggling. Please take away my difficulties. Please be with me right now while I'm suffering, while I'm scared, while I'm anxious. Help to relieve me from this. I, you know, it's like I have a community of women that would, you know, bend over backwards for me. I, like, I am so grateful for the life that I have today. And I owe it all to this program. I owe it all to my higher power. I, I would not be alive today if God had not literally held me in his hand and carried me through the, some of the shit that I went through. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful to be here and thank you for asking me to come and I'll see you.